When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Heather. We're back. Second half of the show is live. A lot of things happening in the portal. Coaching changes. The Auburn OC shown the door. Today, there are other uh, openings, uh, a lot happening out there. Let's get to the calls. And Brad is in Macon, Georgia. Hey, Brad. Mr. Paul. Yes, sir. It's better to be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> Every time I listen to I man, you know, I think he's probably sniffing more Freon that he's actually putting in those yeah. systems there. I knew there was a Freon but, uh, shortage in, in uh, Alabama lately, and that's probably the reason. <laughs> I definitely think that's exactly the reason. But, um, hey, Quinshawn Jenkins um, hit the portal. Man, how good would he look in a crimson uniform, Paul? Uh, they, they certainly they didn't want him the first time around, but uh, they could use him now. I guarantee you, to, to me, he's one of the best backs in the SEC. Oh. Real physical kind of guy. Absolutely. And he did right up with Nick Saban. I don't think they Alabama so far. I hadn't seen they had Robinson. Like, but he. Well, I, th- I thought it was interesting back. that uh, William uh, Roydell Williams went in the portal today, and and the word is that uh, they probably didn't try to stop him. And I don't know if that's Judkins related or they feel comfortable where they are. They've got a couple of good running backs, but. Nobody would turn down him. No. So I, I saw where you picked Michigan over Washington. Is any particular reason um, not, not, why uh, you did that? Brad in full candor, not a single one. I really don't. I got you. Uh, I, I understand the logic behind Washington. I, I do. But there's something about them I just don't trust. I got you. Well, Paul, enjoy your weekend, brother. Thank you. I, I'm certainly looking forward to being home. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let's uh, check out David up next. Uh, hello, David. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, I just I got I got a poll question for you and the callers. Uh, with all of the coaching changes and all the firings and all that stuff that's going on now and has in the last couple of years. In the last twenty years. One of the three best hires for a football coach in college, whether they're still there or not. I'll hang up listen. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Uh, the last 20 years, I would say uh, starting with Saban, Urban Meyer at Florida State, or, 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 or Florida. Take your pick. <laughs> I mean, Urban Meyer was that good at Florida and, and, and Ohio State. He won three national championships. Combined, uh, what would be the third one? I, w- I would say Dabo Sweeney. 
Uh, it was a, it was a long shot for him to be successful, but he uh, played for what five national championships, uh, one two, and may, I may be off on that, but uh, maybe played for four. But uh, he did a phenomenal job uh, resurrecting Clemson. So those would without even thinking about it. I'm sure I'm leaving some out, but it's a good question, by the way. It's a really interesting question. After that, the obvious answer is Prime uh, Coach Prime, isn't it? I mean, he did go four and eight this year after a one and eleven season. Uh, Kirby would be next. I mean, that would uh, I would I would put Kirby right around. This, I mean, Kirby's got the most upside. Uh, Brian Kelly did a great job at Notre Dame. Um, Jimbo Fisher, you said? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I, I, it'd be, it would be easier to come up with the worst hires, but those, those are four or five of what I would say have been the best hires uh, in, in, the, in the last 20 years in college football. Yeah. Very interesting question. Vance is up next in Georgia. Hey, Paul. Hey there, Vance. I must say, in my opinion, which, uh, that probably means nothing to many people. That you have been in a very, what I consider, enjoyable mood this entire week. I'll tell you what, uh, Vance, we, we actually could not hear you, so we were going to try to get you back. Uh, I, I, I think I liked where you were going, but I felt like I was talking to Bill Curry again. Remember that interview? Yeah. We, did, we had Bill Curry on a couple weeks ago, and he was speaking English, and I could only make out about every third. It sounded like he was in the basement of a house with no cell service. We'll try to get Vance back. How about Dan in Huntsville, Alabama? Hello, Dan. Hey, Paul. I'm one of the, probably the only Husky fan in Alabama, I think. I haven't met anybody yet, so, um, but winners win, and Kalen DeBoer is a winner. You left him off the list, and it's amazing what he's done at Washington. I want to... By the way, I left him off the list, but uh, the the list I mentioned had a total of seven, ten... 11, 13 national championships come, uh, between the groups. Yeah. He's going to get Kalen, one. Kalen won about so. that many in, uh, in a different division, but he hasn't done it at Washington yet. Yeah, his record's incredible, and, and he's a winner. That's why he's going to win. I, I wanted your opinion on the game, and I wanted your opinion um, on have you seen uh, a quarterback like Penix just dominate a game like he's done and just take over – a college football team in the season. Well, he's, uh, he's great, and there are a couple of reasons why he's great. Uh, I- individual talent. He's got two uh, incredible wide receivers. He's got the best offensive line. Three. Uh, three, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not that <laughs> proficient on the uh, UW uh, roster. But it, it is a phenomenal uh, team. The thing that I'm concerned about is a little bit on the defensive side, uh, and I think that's really where the game could be won. Yeah, they're they're opportunistic, but um, I think you know they have they have the intangibles to to win it. And uh, do you think we're going to be able to keep him as a coach if he keeps winning, or do you think one of these SEC teams is going to come calling? Uh, I think it's always. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know him. Uh, I, I, I know uh, I know guys like that or like probably where he is, but it's he's going to get that mega offer, and I think it's just a matter of. How he handles it. And can you get an interview with him? 
Uh, I, was, I certainly think we, we can, yes. We'll, we'll see if we can work on that uh, as soon as he gets through playing for the national championship. Okay, that'd be yeah, great. No, I, I, am yeah, a, I, like I was talking to Lance Leipold the other day, uh, who, who I think will be in the SEC eventually, and uh, he was talking about how they got to become friends when they were both coaching uh, at FCS, and he said they would go to the coaching convention and nobody really talked to them because nobody knew who they were. Um, hey, thank you for the call. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Caitlin. I mean, I, there's no way you can't be. And it doesn't matter uh, to me whether he wins or loses Monday night. He is going to uh, be considered a hot coach. Uh, you know, the coaches from that part of the country, uh, I mean, Oregon has, has had two or three coaches in a row uh, bail out of there to head south and you know, Washington's a little bit different. Uh, that's a place people tend to stay. You had Don James there for 25 years. Uh, Peterson was there for a, an extended period. It's a, it's a, it's a great fan base. The, the, the community is phenomenal. Been to one game there, uh, so I'm not an expert, but uh, the, the, the experience I had out there about 10 years ago, I was, I was there for the, uh, the Oregon-Washington game. And, uh, I mean, it was, we did uh, the game day show, uh, started at 6 a.m. in the morning. And there were 20,000 people there, and I'm not sure there was a single person there who wasn't high. It was an amazing morning. <laughs> you just took a breath, and you were, you were like, where, 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 can I find some, uh, where, can I, where can I find some munchies? It was, it was one of the best mornings I've ever spent. Well, <laughs> We'll be right back. More to come after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Back Friday afternoon. Last Friday of the college football season, or I felt like actually last Friday was the last Friday of the college football season. Garrett is in Boston. Hey, Garrett. All five bombs, thank you know, I, I've it's it's been a, I've been listening to your show for a long time, and 
you know, I only restarted calling in the last, you know, month, mostly just because, you know, Michigan and the SEC didn't have a ton of interaction, and and uh, there wasn't a lot to talk about for about with Michigan up until about the last three years. It was, you know, Harbaugh was, was, was took a long time for him to turn this around, but I just, you know, I just never mentioned this, but I just really wanted to, you know, thank you for just having this program and being available nationally. There's just not there. It's not a big thing up in New England and Boston. So to have sort of this, you know, there's podcasts, right? But to have sort of this interactive radio, um, you know, format is is really it's great. It's just something. There's not a lot of people to talk about college football with up uh, this part of the country. No, so I understand that. I've been to I Boston do. and. Uh... It's uh, it's a, it's 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 the usual suspects up there: the Red Sox, the Patriots, Bruins. Yeah, I get it. it's a pro, it's a pro, it's a pro sports town, and I I I've just grown up with Michigan football. You know, a ton of people. My family went there. There's a there's a picture of Bo Schembechler holding me as a baby. So I think, oh my goodness, you know, it's just something. There's just there's a lot. Um, it's it just it's deep in my blood and it just you know I, I i just i don't know if your if a lot of your fan base understands how big a deal this rose bowl was to michigan uh and particularly i think beating alabama really elevated the meaning and the importance of this game just sort of given the challenges the program is facing particularly with the yeah the two, you know you know Garrett, uh 10 years ago i was out there for the uh national championship game and I was there for nine days so I went to the Rose Bowl and I don't even remember who was in there it was like Michigan State and somebody didn't didn't I could not believe how important when the when Michigan State won the game I couldn't believe how important it was to the Big Ten people I mean I was for, I was there for the national championship and they treated that like the national championship and I think that's that's exactly what happened Saturday, uh, Monday, uh, not only winning the Rose Bowl, but beating Alabama, I think, gave it some uh, added cachet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I feel that way in a lot of ways. Like, I don't – I haven't felt like this about a team in sports winning a championship since the 2004 World Series. Like, it really it, – it, it, I can't express in words, like, how much that, that went. And it wasn't even winning – uh, the national championship. It was winning the Rose Bowl, but I, I think there is. I know the Rose Bowl is not as uh, uh, at least as it, it's not as well regarded in the South. But um, and I understand that. But it, it, it's the place is. It's like the Masters of college football, in my opinion. There's something special about that place. It is. There's something That's special. It, and I think you know. I, I and I do think beating Alabama in the Rose Bowl. You know the the preeminent, you know, and I'm sorry, I man, I got to say this, the preeminent. Oh no, there's no, no, there's no crazy. I mean, I've, I've been around a lot of teams that are not, not that many teams, but a few teams that have beaten Alabama. It, it counts quadruple. Yeah, and it, 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 it was, you know, it was almost like a sense of relief, it, you know, because it, there was a real point in that game where it was like, oh my god, here we go again. This sure. is, this is death by a million paper cuts, and then just the stop at the end. It was. It was a sense of joy, a sense of relief. It, and it, again, I do think because it was the Rose Bowl, there's a special element to it. You sure winning the orange, the sugar, whatever, those are important. But there's something different about the Rose Bowl. There really is. Very, very great to talk to you, Garrett. Uh, call again. We we enjoyed it. Uh, we don't get too many Boston callers. 
we get talked about in Boston a lot, but not, not from the callers. Nick is calling next. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you. Hey, yeah, so uh, a few things that, that I kind of wanted want to be in a question, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if Michigan's really going to have a good chance in, in the national championship just because I think that, that the level that they played at versus Alabama wasn't good at all, really, because I, you look at Alabama, and I, in my opinion, is the worst team that Nick Saban has coached in his tenure, in his 17-year tenure at Alabama. You know, I, I don't feel like that fundamentally in any ways that, that, that they – even compared to the past 17 years and any, any team in that 17 years. Right. And so if, if that, and especially that night they played just like they did against Texas, which was, you know, arguably one of the worst games of the season. Um, you know, if, if Michigan struggled like that, you know, against that team, if, if they play like that against Washington, they I don't think they have a chance at winning. Um, and, Two, what do you, what is your thoughts on what Alabama what what does it look like that Alabama has to do going forward um, to be the team that they used to be right uh, some of the better teams in in, in Nick Saban's era uh, I know we're losing McKinstry Arnold uh, Broswell um, the the transfer portal didn't really have any good uh, and, and from what it looked like, didn't have any good players coming to Alabama. So what, what is it, the, in your opinion, Alabama has to do to get back to being the high-caliber Alabama team that we are used to seeing? Well, I, thank I, you. I'm I'll, a, I'll thank you. It. I'm a little concerned about the losses. Uh, you're losing on Arnold and McKinstry. Uh, I mean, you still have Caleb Downs. You still, you still have a couple other players. But, but uh, I know the biggest emphasis it was going to be the offensive line and obviously now center. These are hard things to fill correctly. Uh, I think they're really upbeat on uh, Sayon, the quarterback who's coming in. So they have Milrow for another year, and we'll tr try to transition to him. But it's, it's, it's a little bit early to tell. Uh, I expect some changes on the coaching staff. That is natural. It happens all the time. Uh, we don't, there is another window in the portal, but I think we found out that is not a great window. The uh, post-spring, that was the... The window we had we got Buckner we saw Buckner go from Notre Dame last year and it, it was a wash thank you very much for the call and Ann, Annie is uh, up, up next in Illinois Ann good Ann, Ann good afternoon yes Mr. Feinbaum and I just wanted to call and tell you I listen to you every day I'm 95 years old and I look forward to every afternoon when you're on. And I want to tell you one thing. I am a Southerner. I was born, all my family have been in Georgia since about 17, the end of the 1700s. Oh, and um, I have been an Alabama fan all of my life. And I, when we moved to Illinois, it was it was great to be able to say I'm from Alabama, and when we came here, although Alabama had a very fine football team, it was was nothing like the coach that has been there and is in there now. Maybe it was a bad time and it made people mad, but when I hear people 
on the air make, I'm sorry, idiotic statements about the COHR or what is going on. I think back to two and three and four years ago when there was nothing he could do wrong. Everybody thought this was the greatest coach they'd ever had at Alabama, and I'm one of those. I think he is a remarkable gentleman. But what I really called about is, Mr. Feinbaum, I want to thank you for being a true gentleman on the aisle. You are kind, you are giving, and I have learned so much from listening to you talk to people in your very moderate, very nice, nice way. And I just wanted to call and wish you a happy year this coming year and that everything will go well for you. And I want everything to go well for the coach at Alabama. And I want Alabama to be back where it was. But in life, there are some times when we don't do as well as other times when we're on the top. That's true of everybody. Just please look after yourself and know that there are just so many, many people out there that listen to you and know that what you are saying is the truth. Thank you for sharing that with all of us. And I appreciate so much your taking my call because it has really lifted me up this afternoon. Thank you so much. And, and thank you. Uh, you be well and, and a wonderful I, I and healthy will. New you year just to keep, you. You just keep teaching me football if you'll do that. <laughs> I, I, I thank you, and uh, I can't tell you what a pleasure it has been to uh, hear from you. You be well. Thank you so much. I will. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. What a, what a wonderful call. Susie is up next. Happy New Year, Paul. Happy New Year. I am honored to come after Ann. What a lovely, lovely call. Ann, um, that made my afternoon of watching your show. Thank you, Ann. And 95? She said she was 95? Indeed. She sounded wow. great. No, she did sound great. Um, I wanted to um, find out what kind of procedure did Larry have this week? I've been watching off and on because I was out of town in that, but did, was he in the hospital this week? Uh, he he was. Uh, he, I, I believe he was, talk, he was having some pulmonary issues, so... Uh, that could be a couple okay, of things. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure specifically. I have a vague idea what he, what could have been happening, but we have not heard from him since he went in. Oh, okay, because I was going to ask you if you had heard because I hadn't seen it. Um, do you think – oh, I was watching yesterday. Um, Joe and I went and took a – walked a 5K, and we stopped at a Mexican restaurant. We always like to eat at the bar. And they, they always have sports on. One of the TVs – well, one of the TVs had your show on. I was so excited. Oh, wow. Because I hadn't – and I had not seen that sitting at a bar. So we were watching, but, of course, it had to be closed captioned. That's a real treat, Paul, to watch your show in uh, closed caption. I don't captions. know how. I mean, I, I don't know the closed caption people, but and Randy and I talk about this a lot when we're walking by during a break. How, how are they able to understand some of these people? 
I don't know because it's like Jim came on. I thought, oh my God, listening to Jim or reading the text of Jim talking and hearing actually when Jim from Tuscaloosa talk calls, it what a difference. You know, you can't, you certainly can't get the ambiance you know, of some of these callers and the excitement and all that. It was really different. I, I choose not to watch close cop, you know, caption, but it was kind of cool that this bar had you on. Um, so I wanted to let you know about that. Um, one quick question, and I wish you a happy, healthy new year. I'm glad you're back on the roll. And certainly I caught Matt's call yesterday while we were walking in my earphones, and I wish him well. Um, bless his heart. I don't know what's going on with him or whatever, but he kind of, uh, my heart aches for him. Um, I man, I just wish I man for the new year that you can call and talk about something besides coach Saban. I, you know, it's, it's old buddy. Um, do you think Alabama, do you think Saban will get rid of Reese? No, uh, because he, he genuinely, uh, loves the guy. Uh, and thanks Susie. I mean, I've, he's, had several conversations with him about that during Saturday's show and during media days and since then. And I, I don't think uh, he would do, he, he's going to. I think you may see some changes elsewhere uh, of, of some significance, but, but I don't think Reese is, is going anywhere unless he decides to leave on his own. We'll take a break. We've had quite a program and I want to thank uh, Ann. That was really a truly memorable and poignant call. We're up against the break. We are back after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We got quite in the evening ahead, Friday Night Heights, Ohio State taking on LSU. You all know about the LSU team, and that's going to be very interesting and compelling a couple hours away. So things are happening, portal and in the coaching world. And uh, that's why we want to say hello to Dave Bartu. I haven't had Dave on in a while, but uh, fantastic uh, information guy. He, he follows everything. And Dave, thank you very, very much for joining us. You've done quite a breakdown on all the coaching moves, and we're really curious to uh, see what's moving the needle out there. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, it's, it's what we do. I mean, and our job over the last couple of years has – uh, a lot more programs have been siding up uh, with our coaching analytics because I really think the portal is flattening depth and uh, coaching is becoming that more relevant in college football. So as you, as you break this down and, and analyze it, let, let's talk it within the SEC 
uh-huh. improvement from last year to this year? Well, next year, I should say. It, or whatever year it is. <laughs> um, it, you know, the, the one thing, uh, you know, everybody, the question I get a lot is uh, total staff. But usually what we do is we like to try to break things down uh, in terms of units, uh, offense versus defense and so forth. Um, when we're looking on paper right now, because there hasn't been a lot of turnover in the SEC so far. I mean, yeah, we had AM, uh, LSU uh, for, for very good reason, and we can go in depth into their defensive staff that they used to have real quick anytime. But um, until those are complete, uh, probably the biggest movement we've seen so far is the improvement of the Mississippi State defensive support staff. Um, that's been really the big mover because, you know, Alabama's lost a couple guys, haven't replaced them. Uh, Arkansas, a couple guys. So I, I would say right now, based on not having everything complete, uh, the, I think the biggest improvement overall in support staff has been on the defensive side of the ball at Mississippi State. Now, when you look at overall staffs, Dave, uh, mm-hmm. what, is, what is the difference? What does a Nick Saban mean? Or, or, is the, or how is the head coach factored into your evaluation? Well, it's, it's the heaviest weighted one, uh, clearly. And, well, look at, look at our playoffs, okay? Um, at the beginning of the season, we did an article with CBS Sports detailing out the top 10 career head coaches, active graded head coaches at the time. Um, and <laughs> the four guys in the playoffs all came from that top 10. So not only do we weigh it significantly, but you will find that wins and losses across the board are heavily dependent on the quality of the head coach and then going down from there. So Dave, there's still some, there's still some unknowns. Uh, I mean, as we were talking today, Auburn made a change. Uh, other, other schools are making changes. Uh, what, what are you watching very closely as we enter this insane period right now? <laughs> well, it, it is, there's, there's a couple of things that I'm watching right now that we have. Uh, number one is what is the NFL going to do? after this weekend um, because there was a lot of movement last year uh, out of the NFL uh, taking college guys. Uh, so I think that is certainly on the list. Uh, very interested to see what LSU is going to do to retool that entire defensive staff. Now, when I was on your show at the beginning of this, before the start of the season, I said LSU had the lowest ranked defensive staff in the SEC. Um, and well, they're all gone now. So I'm curious where they go with that, and they have to replace their offensive coordinator. And I think the last thing is Texas A&M. I want to really know who's calling the plays. Because by our grading, there's a big difference between Coach Bateman calling plays and Mike Elko calling plays. Mike Elko is an elite defensive coordinator. If it's Elko paired up with Colin Klein, the outlook for A&M changes for us significantly. How interesting. Uh, so Auburn, uh, they get rid of Montgomery today. The best play caller mm-hmm. there is Hugh Freeze. Uh, do you think he'll call yeah. the plays? I would think so. I would think so. We had ta- uh, we, Hugh is um, Hugh's an excellent offensive coordinator. He's graded really high in our system. I would imagine he is going to be calling plays going forward, and our assumption would be looking for a really quality quarterback coach because Phil not only was – you know, you know, the co-offensive coordinator, basically, with you, but he was also the quarterback coach. Uh, so the focus for us on Auburn is 
a lot of what you're alluding at is Freeze going to be calling the plays, which we assume he will be, and then is it going to be a veteran quarterback coach or a young one that he can develop into his idea of how he'd like a future offense run? I mean, not to get too deep in the weeds, but the national championship game came down to poor blocking. Not the semifinal game came down to poor blocking from Alabama. Uh, Marone a couple of years ago, most people thought it was a bust. Uh, what is your evaluation at that position at Alabama, and do you think there'll be changes? Uh, there could be changes there. I mean, look, right now they've they've lost their their four-star special teams coordinator and excellent linebacker coach, who's now the DC at Mississippi State. Coleman's gone, so you got to replace that. Um, Wiggins is gone. Uh, big loss there on the wide receiver. So I'm not sure how much coaching turnover Nick wants. And does did that one pay, play that one position really affect? The whole game, I mean, you know, I, I look at the body of work for Alabama, top 10 defense coming in, top 20 offense. The weakness was the offensive side. Uh, I don't know if it was necessarily offensive line coach, uh, more so maybe a combination of just the whole offense altogether because that was the weakest unit on the field coming in. And we felt that if Alabama was going to lose the football game, it would be on the offensive side, not the defensive side. Well, and their defense looked pretty bad down the stretch, too, but that's for another day. Oh, they, they held Michigan to 20, man. Nobody did that. That, well, was, that, was, a pretty, that was a pretty good yeah, effort. But, uh, the last uh, 14 points came very late. <laughs> hey, let me get, let me get to the, the – we get more questions about one particular program, and the head coach had a great reputation coming in two years ago. The program is, seems like it's stuck. Recruiting was very painful. The schedule is impossible. I bet you can guess that I'm asking about Billy Napier and the Florida staff. Oh, man, I get that question all the time too, Paul. Where, where, where is it going? What's going on with it? Yeah, that schedule is, is brutal, absolutely brutal next year. And we have a lot of staff turnover. Um, they, the, Sean Spencer went to A&M. Uh, they got rid of Corey Raymond as a DB, but brought in a better graded guy uh, at the DB position, Bateman, who was a two-star linebacker coach, I think that was a, a plus for, for Florida there. So we're still waiting on what's going to be replaced with that. Uh, and then you had Chapman come in, uh, the defensive line coach out of, out of Tulane. Overall, this is still a – this is probably going to be the number seven, number eight graded staff in the SEC going into the season. Uh, and the top half of the SEC coaching won about four more games than the average of the bottom half. So coaching is important, uh, but there's still a lot of moving pieces with, with Florida going forward on that staff. Before you go, I know you, you've isolated several coaches. We put them on the screen. You, 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 there's so many aspects that uh, the, the questions will never cease. But finally, just what are you watching right now, and, and what, are you, what are you pointing toward as we start to make the move out of this season in a couple of weeks and start getting ready for spring? Well, what, what we're looking at is, you know, where, where, uh, what the NFL is going to do. Um, and, and there's a lot of gaps that need to be filled in the SEC. There's a lot more pieces moving out there than I think people realize. Um, so I'm curious as to what all of this is going to mean relative to the new schedule uh, and who is really going to be in the top half and bottom half of SEC coaching coming next year. Because if it's anything like this year, we're going to be able to tell who's the winners and losers are going to be of these schedules really quick just based on the coaching. 
Well, Dave, once this uh, craziness subsides, we'd like to get you back for uh, an updated evaluation. You, you guys do such a great job. Always enjoy Dave Bartu joining us from uh, College Football Matrix. And uh, we are heading to the break. We have about an hour and 15 minutes remaining on our first week of 2024. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We're back and Annette is up next in Kentucky. Hello, Annette. Hi, Paul. How are you? We are doing great. Thank you very much. I am calling because I, I really like your show. I look at it all the time and I'm calling about Ann. I thought she was just a joy. I enjoyed uh, her, and I feel the same way about football. I, w I watch it, and I'll be watching it when I'm old for however long I'm here. I just wanted to uh, well, compliment you. you on the show today because sometimes it gets out of hand, but I really enjoyed Ann's call, and I want to say thank you for all that you do. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you. Ann was that, the, the belated Christmas gift that we all needed. It was really uh, the moment of the year so far. I realize the year is only five days old, but it was... <laughs> It was a great moment. Speaking of great moments, John is next in St. Louis. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today, sir? Okay, John. Paul, I was going to say, this isn't John. This is Richard E. I'm glad to hear from you. Anyway, yeah, Paul, anyway, I don't want to rain on the parade here, but, you know, I'm just going to get the point. Get to, uh, John, that is what you do best. You get right to the point. I know, Even Paul. I'm going to get right to the Okay, I'm going to get to the point on a Friday afternoon, Paul. And you guys need to chew on this for a while, sir. Okay. Okay, You John, know, you hey. have all these. Okay, Paul, you have all these people come on your show that you have a pre-described, determinated uh, focus of a message that you want to send. Okay. And you have all, you know, they, they t essentially what happens here, Paul, you have people that tell you what you want to hear. Okay. So you keep feeding it, you keep feeding it. And you have all these, these people talking about how great things are and how great Alabama and how great Georgia are. But anytime anybody calls up to the show and disagrees with your slant, you have issues with, and that's why I like people like 
Howard Cosell. I like people like Harry Carey. I like people like R.P. McMurphy because you know what, Paul? Those people tell it like it is, and they tell the real story, and they they don't have a. a I can't believe you left out Edward R. Murrow. Well, (laughs) I know what you're going to say compared to some of those guys. Well, you're going to say I know what you're going to say about Edward R. Murrow over now, but I'm not going to say over now, Paul. I'm not going to hang hey, you up. You know what, John? I, I, I'm, I, I said to myself this morning, if John calls, I am going to be cordial. I'm going to be nice because uh, you gave us a gift yesterday, John, with your stupid take. And On what? On what? Communist? Well, you called me a communist, John. Well, Paul, you know, you're, you and, really... And you got you know the, what, the name of the, pre, the 37th president of the United States wrong, and then you defended the well, 37th no, it, president... <laughs> It was a criminal. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. And was he ever convicted? That's oh, let's 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 segue well over to when the, when the 38th president of the United States <laughs> pardons the 37th. There's not much chance you're going to get convicted after that. He did lose his law license. You do remember that, don't you? Because it was taken away by California. And why are you uh, well, surprised still, by any? Right. He he still lost his law license. Okay. But it was cost thirty-seven dollars. Hey, my question to you, John, before you go. Yes, sir. Do you, will you now agree with us that Richard Nixon's middle name was not Emmett? No, I don't, Paul, because you're not you read WikiLeaks. OK. And you know who was who really was big on WikiLeaks and who no. was just a champion? Eric Snowden. And what Eric Snowden all about? He's a criminal. Eric Snowden. You're comparing me to Eric Snowden. You're claiming that I stole secrets from the United States of America? Is that what you're telling me? You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.